And now a word from our sponsors. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan. This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. This is not a test. This is your annual announcement. This year we are offering Scarefair, which will be held on Saturday, October 30th at the San Bernardino County Fairgrounds in Victorville, California. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. General admission tickets are only $22 in advance and $25 at the door. VIP tickets are $45 in advance and $50 at the door while supplies last. In the morning, we will be offering trick-or-treating for the kids throughout our vendors. And for the adults, we have tons for you as well. Come meet horror icons like Joe Bob Briggs, Elaine Dietz from The Exorcist, Dr. Satan himself, Walter Phelan, and John Masari, who composed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Don't forget that we have the psychotic carnival of thrills, where you become part of a horror story. Then, when the sun goes down, enjoy our live music as Roadwork opens for American Zombie, a Rob Zombie spook show. That's not enough? Okay, how about a Scream Queen contest hosted by the ladies of the Taki Horror Podcast Show? Or our cosplay contest, one for the kiddies and one for the adults. So gather your courage and come join the fun. For more information, go to www.pcehd.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits. I am solo today. We have quite a few things going on in the background. Busy, 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 as anybody in the creative field can agree. Life is nothing but busy adventures. Today, we have a very special episode with the author of Liberty's Run, Mr. Walter G. Esselman. Let me go ahead and plug his website right here, even though it is at the end of the episode. WalterGEsselman.com As I heard, there was no housekeeping, so let me go ahead and create my little own here. We have Scarefair coming up October 30th. Many, many vendors, with Jenna being one of them, Misfit Marbles, Jenna Sparks, multiple celebrities, live shows, live events. Something I'm very excited for is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I guess you'd call it more so of an experience on account of it will have 
crowd participation. So if you ever wanted to be riffraff and jump down on the time warp, now's the chance. Get your tickets at PCEHD.com. Once again, PCEHD.com. Tickets starting at $22. Please sit back and enjoy my interview with the author of Liberty's Run, Mr. Walter G. Esselman. We have another special episode this week. I am a flying solo. Jenna is working on very large projects, but with me is Mr. Walter G. Esselman. How are we doing, sir? Hi, everyone. Hey, how are you doing, Joe? I'm doing very well, very well. I'm sad that Jenna isn't there. Yeah. She uh, was integral in helping uh, get the uh, cover for Liberty's Rod Dot. Oh, yeah, yeah. She so, will uh, uh, definitely give her insight, though, on this uh, interview, and uh, we'll add a little commentary for her uh, either in the beginning or maybe the end of the episode. Thank you for joining me. We are here today because you have released a new book on September 7th, I believe it was. Correct. Yes, it was. Yeah. All right. And it is available through MythMart.com and Amazon, correct? Yep. Yep. If you look up Walter Esselman, you can it pops right up. How how cool is that? Awesome. <laughs> no complaints from this this peanut gallery. <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, please? So actually, it's a kind of a funny story, and it's all a world of myths fault. Well, specifically Dave. You know the the big cheese. He, I, I wrote the story, um, Liberty's Run, as just a short story to get the idea down on paper, because I didn't understand why the aliens were dropping, uh, you know, all their people when they could just drop a disease like a zombie virus. And I thought, well, that would make a lot more sense, be a lot more cost effective, you know, unless you're trying to get rid of a species, and you know. Uh, not cool but so I wrote this short story just really to get the idea down because you can't copyright ideas um, but you can copyright the story so I sent it into a world of myth and uh, Dave writes back and just says oh oh, this is really great where's the where we want more and I went um wait what um there is no more (laughs) (laughs) so literally there was no more i had no idea this this was as far as i got in in the story and uh and it did admittedly leave on a bit of a cliffhanger so to speed up the story i wrote three more episodes um and uh but and i was going to end it there but people were saying hey you know Rebecca Lynch, a uh, Rebecca Lynch commented on the, you know, and someone else were like, no, no, we need more. Um, so I <laughs> kept it going. And Stephanie, the editor in chief, then took over the, the position of you need to give us more. So um, fast forward, I'm doing uh, bi-monthly on 
every on my world of myth uh, just to keep the quality up. Um, and uh, then I was, when I won the uh, open contract challenge through them, um, they were going to publish my other book, Super Horror Max, but uh, they were like, we really want to publish Liberty's Run, uh, kind of whatever you have, you know, that point, I only had so, you know, maybe nine or t- nine episodes or chapters on on there. And I was like, oh, that's good. Cause I had spent lockdown writing almost an entire other half of the, of this as a book. It can only, it was like 120,000 words. Awesome. And uh, so we uh, went in and uh, had, I edited the whole books since last uh, November which it was a big book. (laughs) In fact, it was so big, we broke it into two because I was worried that people were going to see, you know, 560 pages and be like, Mm. so, and uh, so we all powwowed about it, you know, conferred on it and said, yeah, we might want to have a, uh, make it a little shorter. Gotcha. So, so what, what you're actually seeing is book one, and it's going to have everything that I had put on um, World of Myth, um, plus a little bit more. And then when um, book two comes out, that's going to be all new stuff. But I actually went back and edited uh, every line. Awesome. And because uh, World of Myth only has a 3,000 uh, word uh, limit. Mm. Uh, so I was kind of like, oh, I have more time. <laughs> so is there anything I need? I didn't plan this to be a novel, so I had to go back and make sure that everything was coherent. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So uh, that was kind of uh, the big things. So it must be like really exciting to have your work published as a, as an author, correct? How's that feel? Yeah, it's validation. You know, I mean, I've been writing for so many decades, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of, it's kind of nice to just have other people, you know, see my work, you know, and even just people in my family who, you know, uh, who have been really supportive and wonderful and, you know, buying the books and reading them um, and uh, liking them. So. What, which uh, is which is completely awesome. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. What what age did you start writing? Uh or is that like one of those 21. things? It's one of those things yep. where it's like I've always been a writer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just am hugely creative. There it is. I mean that's that's where the ideas you know, come from. I didn't it, it actually know ex- pretty much exactly. Um 1991 I went to go see FX2 on um Saturday and I was just like well crud I can do that so and I literally sat down and started writing uh one of my old old series the dead man uh right then and there I, at some point I gotta get time to go back and <laughs> write some stories with those old 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 characters nice, so, nice. the 90s characters <laughs> where do you where do you think uh where do you think like creative ideas come from they can come from a lot of different sources i don't know that there's any that i never think there's any kind of magical 
formula, unfortunately, or fortunately. Um, for me, they, they'll kind of come, sometimes, uh, like some characters will just appear fully formed. Liberty was one of those. Liberty always had full sleeve tattoos, which Jenna Sparks was kind enough to put onto the cover. So, because the cover didn't, the, the model did not have full sleeve tattoos. Um, you know, so some, some characters, you know, are just there on the page. Um, other times, you know, it's, they don't, I can write them, but I don't kind of see exactly what they are. I have a dragon character in my Dragon Sun series, uh, Pavataro, that only until recently I kind of figured out his uh, color scheme, you know. Gotcha. Uh, so it was one of those things that kind of humorously, I, I never, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of just had this amorphous dragon i knew basically what he looked like i didn't know his colors you know yeah and uh but uh also um other works can inspire me sometimes for good wow you know i need to you know that inspires me because i want to write great stories like that or wow alien covenant really was terrible i need you know i want to i want to write something that makes fun of that right so and makes fun of stupid columnists. So, would so, you agree that there's? Uh, sorry, uh, would you agree that there's a certain standard then to to write against? A standard to write against. A standard such as you had mentioned that you would want to write something like this, so you felt that it was great, correct? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of my. I kind of don't try to push myself to uh, emulate any other style. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's more that I just, you know, that's beautifully plotted. Those are great characters. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me, you know, want to, you know, like the new Shang-Chi movie. I really loved a lot of bits in there, you know, and bits they did with the plots. And so it inspires me to uh, be a better plotter. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so you say, but I, yeah, I, just, I can't just do my own thing. I kind of sit down and I, I, I have to map out stuff ahead of time. So very, I can't, I can't just let them go. <laughs> now so. I've heard to kind of run this through like the the different, um, what you call, uh, mediums. Now I've heard a songwriter, musician. He 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 would say that. When you sit down to write, it needs to just spill. How do you feel about that? It needs to just spill. To it just needs to like spill out of you, such as the ideas just fill yeah. the page. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Usually, I'm. I have kind of a. Uh, usually, I'm. It's more like I. I won't. I need to get. I need to speed up down a, a railroad track. You know, for me. Mm -hmm. I have to have, you know, because I have a an end an end point, mm -hmm. and I'm just shooting towards that. And sometimes I'll find neat things along the way, or the characters will do neat things. Um, Liberty and Uncle Danny's friendship in uh, uh, Liberty's run is just no idea where that came from. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's in he's like fifty 
or 51 and and she's like 25 but boy they just became the bestest of friends ever and you can just wind them up and go absolutely so yeah so it's kind of more of I, I, I go towards my end point. I know what needs to happen, you know, and then I kind of fill it in along the way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now in Liberty's run, you have a lot of military style uh, settings and, and, and whatnot. Uh, are you trained per chance? No. And if, and if there is anything wrong, it's mm-hmm. all on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just asking because um, I, Oh, I was just saying that, you know, that just, uh, I've always liked those kind of movies, Mm -hmm. you know, and I always, you know, these kind of situations, though they are kind of, as the story progressed, they they very emphatically, uh, both Liberty and Uncle Danny are very kind of emphatic that they don't want to be military, that they don't, they don't want to wear a uniform. You know, that happens kind of later on in book two that they're, you know, they're kind of presented with these other things. They could have stayed in a safe place and been like cops, Mm -hmm. you know, if they wanted to, or they could, you know, the, the, what remains of the military, but, you know, through the writing, they just were, they, they told me, they were like, no, no, we've, we like to do, we want to be independent contractors doing our own thing. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So what, uh, so, uh, this is a zombie outbreak I story. I did do a lot of research, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, yeah. that's always the key. It's like when, it, I, I feel to, to work fantasy, you know, and, and you know, you're going to have people who are going to attack the work of fantasy, but I mean, the, the human brain could comprehend anything and we pick out these small details to really worry about you know but we have the ability to create like yourself sir create these entire worlds out there you know you have liberty and uncle danny and they're running around and they're like ah you know we gotta contain this zombie outbreak what is your favorite zombie take like you like the slow zombie like the fast zombie or do you like the I need to eat the, what is it? You have the eating the brains and then eating the flesh. What is your favorite? You know, I wonder, I wonder how many movies they really have the whole brains thing. Cause there, there's kind of this whole trap about, but I'm trying to remember, you know, if in night of the living dead, even the, the old black and white film that they, they even were kind of, it, that the zombies were partial in any way. Um, you know, I, I always kind of thought that, and I know, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, I know in a few scenes, they're definitely not, they're chewing on everything else. So uh, <laughs> there's a lot of bone between <laughs> yeah. getting to skulls. Or <laughs> yeah. Are you perchance? Um, but uh, it's, it's, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I'm more of, I, I like the slow zombies more. Mm-hmm. The fast zombies, I think, uh, you know, the fast zombies in some ways are kind of harder, would be harder to write. You you have to run fast. You have to, you're always on the run. So, and the slow zombies, well, actually the, the germ of uh, what I used was actually in the remake of Night of the Living Dead, 
uh, at the very end, uh, won't say any too much, um, but uh, this person is, the, the zombies are so slow, you know, that she, they're able to kind of zip through them. Mm-hmm. They're kind of able to, uh, you know, walk through them. And that actually became sort of the idea was that actually if there were zombies on the streets, you know, as long as the streets weren't too crowded, you could probably conceivably go, you know, uh, slip in and out of in between them. So, and for some reason, my zombies like to kind of get that they have a community thing going on where they they group together in little knots or mobs, but they tend to they tend to congregate. I have no idea, but it's just what they do. So, kind of like a hive mentality for the zombie. As though if you had like a leader zombie yeah, that were able or maybe to, there, it, it might also be you know uh, a human. It, it might be a remnant of human connection. You know that you know how people like to be. You know, in times of stress, they sometimes people will congregate together. You know, because the zombies in Liberty are definitely brain dead. They're there is no coming back from they have, you know, they are gone. Um, but so do you um, feel there, there are still bits of many. You feel that there could be a zombie cure then? Um, actually, in this, there's a, um, they're trying a vaccine. Okay. Um, but at the, in the very, very, very beginning, there was uh, going to be so. And, uh, but I, as time kind of went on, I, I kind of decided to stick with a vaccine and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And as, as, as I, I kept writing it, it just seemed like the zombies weren't going to be able to come back. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Two, they have been animals for too long. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you because, know. um, I'm not sure. Have you ever read this book, Pariah? Oh, I haven't had a chance yet. So there's this book, Pariah. I'm sorry, I can't remember the author's name, but there's something very interesting that they decided to go with was uh, that there was a zombie outbreak, and but within the zombie outbreak, there was a person who had a different mindset um, that gave off a different vibe to the zombies. So they were able to move freely because they didn't, they didn't give off the same brain waves. So they were almost like a neuro, they had a different brain pattern, you know, than, than the usual person. So they were able to move freely. How do you feel about that? They were, they were special. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting (laughs) idea. I, you know, uh, is it warm bodies maybe that is the, it's a Romeo and Juliet. Um, except that the uh, zombies, uh, it's a zombie guy named yeah. R. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I thought that was such a great movie. Oh, I love such that a, movie, yeah. I, I love to see different takes on the, yeah. the zombie genre. I, I've, you know, there have been so many interesting uh, views on it. Yeah, and I, that definitely goes back to what you're saying about your style of writing. You take what you like about everything great, and you kind of put your own spin on it, and you say, "Okay, now this will be our new thing." It's, you know, hopefully. Uh, it was, and sometimes and, the world builds itself. 
you know, the world kind of sometimes builds its own rules. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the zombies congregate together, you know, which makes it easier for my my peeps to to get, you know, through the streets because they're usually in little groups. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you get too near them, they'll, of course, you know, try and grab you. And if you get cornered, you're, mm, you know, but if you're, if you're uh, fleet, uh, fast in movement, you know, and don't let yourself get boxed in, you should be fine. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But that's actually, they were actually so not dangerous that I actually had to um, put in another antagonist. So the aliens dropped off um, giant birds, uh, well, five foot. So, Mm -hmm. um, and that came out of the fact that I needed, I, I needed to up the ante, you know, I needed it to be a little more dangerous. I didn't want it to be nail biting or, you know, horrific, you know, cause it's more action, you know, the way the world has kind of spun itself, but, you know, I didn't, you know, so I ended up, uh, actually there are, if, if you want to see what the real, the birds are based on, there was an African bird called the secretary bird. And, you know, I mean, birds usually swoop down, grab their prey off the ground, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, use their beaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secretary bird will go up and curb stomp a mouse. <laughs> no, it's none of this, none of this messing about. They'll just go slam yeah. wow. <laughs> and kick them, you know? And I was just like, that's it. That's, that's the, uh, you know, and so they run into that and are just kind of like, what the heck is that? That's a, that's a brutal bird. <laughs> you know, right and then, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are exceedingly dangerous, but they're being controlled in a way that they only see movement. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the T-Rex or Jurassic Park thing. If you move too quickly, they, they'll pick up and they'll come after you. Gotcha. But you also have the zombies, which are, while s- slow, not that slow. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a pace that is between, is a little faster than the zombies, but not fast enough to catch the attention of her. Gotcha. So, which yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. makes life wow. so much more interesting. So your main characters yeah, are, and, and Uncle Danny. And do you introduce anybody else? Mm-hmm. Liberty was a librarian, correct? And she turned into a force of nature. How so, did that happen? Uh, that was that was again something that appeared on page one. Yeah, there was a you know, it was really weird. She she just kind of appeared on the page. Um, you know, I think I'm pretty sure she was a librarian from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote a little bit. Um, that is in World of Myth, uh, should be right now, um, that is takes place right before page one of yes. Liberty's Rock, uh, chapter which shows zero. her being a sniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, chapter so zero. In um, comics, you always, if there's something before, gotcha. uh, in comics, you always do, uh, before issue one, There's a, they'll, they'll do like an issue zero. So that's okay. where that came from. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I, and I kind of, you know, I just wanted a, kind of a fun story to kind of, you know, and that just 
kind of popped out and I was like, oh, that's great because it shows her as a sniper, which she doesn't get to be using. I mean, she's com- she's completely bad at eh? So mm-hmm. she she will wipe she will wipe, she's a hugger. You gotta watch out for her. She'll give you a hug. So. <laughs> Especially the kids, as as the the little boy Colin is uh, introduced, that they a little eleven year old boy who might be the cure, mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 vaccine. You know, gotcha. they might get a vaccine from his blood, uh-huh. but. You know, more so than that, she, Uncle Danny kind of start forming this sort of nascent family around this little boy. Oh, and wow. Awesome. It was kind of really to watch it go. In fact, at the end, when I had finished what was, I call volume three uh, of it, you know, one and two we've already seen in World of Myth, but um, I had to do a whole bunch of epilogues because I kind of now had them all all these separate entities in one spot and just for my sake i needed to know how that all worked out thankfully it did gotcha gotcha spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) you know but one of the neat things that came out of it too um i was fourth chat was now chapter four and the uh the birds are uh ambush uncle danny and and them oh no maybe this is later on i can't remember um <laughs> like, so the the birds are you know yeah maybe it's six or seven but in at one point they're coming back for some that they had left on a beach and mm-hmm. the birds had left a trap but unfortunately they found themselves trapped no oh. and there I suddenly realized that they weren't stupid. They weren't, the zombies are, are dumb as a box of bricks. Gotcha. They, they have no higher learn cognitive mm-hmm. basis, mm-hmm. but the birds there's, you know, they have this device in the back of their heads that are kind of um, turning them more predatory would you say that that makes your zombies more dangerous because they actually don't have any ability to second guess? They are a hunter, and that is that. Such as they will, they will destroy themselves for the meal. Yeah, I think that does well. It's kind of you know you know. There's also the um, uh, Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees that they they just are unstoppable you know they will keep going you know mm-hmm. if if you knock out their legs they're going to crawl to you gotcha yeah you know so there is this you know you get cornered because there is no stopping yeah <laughs> stop them permanently there's nowhere to hide <laughs> nowhere to run to <laughs> nowhere to hide <laughs> Well, I would like to thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Sir, Mr. Walter G. Esselman, author of Liberty's Run, available at Myth Marks. You can mm-hmm. also check, I'm on, I've been uh, putting on stuff on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, I'm Uncle Walter, but if you go to waltergesselman.com, mm-hmm. that's what I try, that's what, honestly, I'll probably uh, upload, and I have a newsletter every month. Uh, called the secret and real order 
Secret and Forbidden Ethereal Order of Flying Blue Monkeys, awesome. um, which uh, has, uh, usually it's just kind of updates on what I'm doing, but it also, every month it has mm -hmm. either a story that you would normally have to pay for gotcha. or a story that uh, is unpublished. So, awesome. so Kingfisher, which was in June issue, they, they had a chance to read it like in April or, or March. So... And Kingfisher, I try that, to get it out at the beginning of every month. Yeah, Kingfisher, that is a very interesting take. I feel I like the, uh, I really enjoy the mentality of not being like a like a hero, but also you know he's he's kind of just doing good, but he's just kind of like you know I don't know if, if this is right. I really enjoy that, sir. Oh, thank you very much. I really love. Wish I had more time to write more in that world because i think that he's you know i kind of want to explore more of where you know, what what what's going on with him so and more of his you know becoming kind of heroic and just well just trying to take care of the people we should always take care of the people around i really like so. that and i really like in the dialogue between him and uh, that woman he meets i really enjoy that if you like to, uh, if you want to see more on Kingfisher, go check out uh, worldofmythmagazine.com. Also, sir, one more time, please, on your website, plug that P. WalterGesselman.com. So we have Walter G. Esselman. So, and the newsletter, uh -huh. and at the bottom of every page is a chance to sign up for the newsletter. So. Awesome. Great. Well, not yeah. a chance. You can just sign up for it and I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. 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 Thank you very much for being here, sir. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for um, uh, letting me uh, visit. And uh, and thank you to all the World of Myth readers who have uh, read my stuff over the years. And uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Hey, you are part of are the Jayzo Modcast family, sir. Just come knock on that door. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>